This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. God wants to bless you beyond your wildest expectations. Last week, Pastor Ray taught us about financial blessings and specifically about the vital role the tithe plays in the blessing of our finances. Here, encouraged by the powerful truth that it was never the mind of God that his children should lack anything, we know we have the right to live life to its fullest, even beyond finances, expecting prosperity in all things, spiritually, socially, and emotionally too. In this week's message, Beyond the Tithe, Pastor explores these other blessings, shares Abraham's powerful encounter with Melchizedek, and enlightens us of the truth that being poor and lacking has nothing whatsoever to do with being humble or righteous. Now, knowing that God may have someone else in mind when he blesses you, and after hearing Pastor's nine practical reasons why God wants to bless you, you may have to simply ask yourself, what possible reason can I have for not receiving my blessing? There's a story in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 14 through 16 said there was a little city with a few men in it and a great king came against it and besieged it and built great snares around it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man and by his wisdom delivered the city. Now listen yet no one remembered the same poor man. Then I said wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. Unfortunate as it is, I don't believe this. I don't believe that just because you don't, don't write me a letter, don't send me an email, don't, don't curse me out in the hallway or chew my ear off in the hallway. I don't believe this, but the world believes that. And who are we supposed to be trying to win to the, to the Lord? We're supposed to be trying to win the lost in the world. They need to see success and prosperity in order to believe the message that we are preaching. So why would it be in God's interest, best interest to prosper you? Would you rather have your kids follow after drug dealers that are driving the fancy cars? and living in the fancy houses and wearing the fancy clothes, or would you rather them emulate the preacher? Or the men and women in the church that are wearing the fancy clothes and driving the fancy cars and, you know, have some means. Let me tell you what. With prosperity comes greater influence. There is no doubt about it. There are preachers out there today that have had great success. Their word isn't even that good. But because they have success, people flock to them. There are products that they sell on TV that are garbage. But because they look like they get a movie star, you know, to try to promote it, you know. But you bought it because you saw somebody successful saying, this is awesome, man. Take it from me. I'm a man of success. I, I wouldn't sell you any junk. I wouldn't sell you snake oil. And snake oil, they did sell you. Why? Because you were attracted to success. You were attracted to that influence, and it, 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 it had influence over your life. 
It influenced you. So why not have that in the body of Christ? That's why it would be in God's best interest to prosper his people because now we have this influence over the lost, over the worldly, over those out in the world. We have the influence because we have prosperity. And they look to you and they're going to pay respect to those who have proven success in their life. So God wants you to succeed. God wants you to prosper. Can, can you receive that? Can you give me a better amen than that? All right. So number four, why would God want you to prosper? Because prosperity opens doors before great people. Prosperity opens doors before great people. Let me give you two verses. One is Proverbs 18, 16. A man's gift makes room for him. And brings him before kings. Now, I know for many years I looked at that verse like, well, the giftedness that I have within me. Well, that is true. People are gifted with things and their giftedness makes a way for them. But also a man's material gift makes way and opens up opportunity. And let me give you the verse that goes with that. You ready? Because some of you are already shaking your head saying, I don't believe that. Proverbs 19, go right next door to the next verse, next chapter. And verse 6 says, many entreat the favor of nobility. You ready? Are you ready? Every man is a friend to one who gives gifts. (laughs) You want some friends? Start giving some gifts. (laughs) Giving something material into somebody's life gets their attention. It can bring you before great people. But here, here's the thing. If you don't have anything to give, what are you going to do? It would be in God's best interest to prosper you so that you could use what he's given you to make inroads into the, into, into the lost, into the hurting, into the, to the needy, you know, spiritually needy, and, and, and thus by using that prosperity for that purpose. See, I do that. You know, I'm here, there, wherever. Uh, like whenever I go to a restaurant or I, you know, I'm given some sort of service where you generally normally tip, I always make sure that I give a really good tip. And it's interesting how people pay attention to you. Yeah, of course they want your money. I'm not stupid. But you see, you gain that entrance into their life. And I've had awesome opportunities to talk to people about the Lord because they're paying attention to me because I've brought them a gift or I have blessed them financially. You've heard it said, you know, before you preach to the, the hungry, you got to feed them. You can't just go give them the word and they're still starving. You got to meet their need before to get their attention. Well, that works at every level, every economic level, every social, social level. It works. If you have something to give, you can use it to give and to gain access into people's lives. See, unfortunately, so many of us Christians were so programmed so selfishly. You know, it's all about me and trying to do my thing. You're not even thinking about giving to anybody else. And maybe maybe because you just really don't have it. I understand that. But that's not God's purpose because that would be the best place the devil could keep you. Just all consumed on your own needs, wants, you know, whatever, trying to make ends meet. And you really have nothing to give to anybody else. It shuts down so many awesome opportunities. Because everybody's a friend to one who gives gifts, according to the Word of God. Everybody loves a person that gives gifts. My nieces and nephews love when they come around Uncle Ray. Because Uncle Ray is always giving them something, giving them something. Now they've got to the point where they start asking, can you buy me this? Can we go to the store? Everybody loves and is friends with somebody who gives gifts, with the man who gives gifts. 
But by doing that, you gain entrance into people's lives. Can I get a better amen than that? Number five. So number five is, why would God want to prosper you as a Christian? Is because he, would, he wants excellence in the kingdom of God. So that excellence can be established. Right? With excellence, you draw people. You remember the story? Let's talk about Solomon again. You remember Queen of Sheba went to visit Solomon? How many remember the story? She went in she, and she was, had questions and she wanted to go to Solomon because Solomon was known to have wisdom. So she went to Solomon and asked all of these questions and Solomon answered all these questions and then he gave her a tour of his palace and his place and, his, and he went around and it says, this is what it says, and I'm just giving you Pastor Ray's version, that she was awestruck. She couldn't believe the way the cupbearers were serving, the way they were dressed. She couldn't, she couldn't believe the appointment. The tables were, were, were decorated and the linens were fine and the china was awesome and the food was awesome. And everybody is just working in, in, in concert with one another. There was such organization. And everything was just the best that you could, you could have. And it says that, this is what it says. It says that she lost her breath. The breath went out of her. And she went like, oh, because she was so overwhelmed. And because of her being so overwhelmed, she actually sat down and gave and wrote a check. I like to say wrote a check, but she didn't write a check. Checks in those days, I know that. <laughs> but she gave Solomon the biggest offering that was ever recorded, I think. It was a huge offering. She gave Solomon sheep and goats and donkeys and camels and jewels and gold. And she was so impressed with his level of excellence that she blessed him back with even more. Let, let me tell you something. You ready? You ready? This is another message, but I'm going to put this in. Excellence, listen to me, excellence attracts money. That's right. Come on. That's why I purpose in my life and in this church to exhibit and to have and to do the best in excellence that we can or do things with excellence to the best of our ability because I realize that, that nobody's going to give into something that's broken. When was the last time you went to a vending machine that said out of order and put money in it? You'd be foolish to put your money in a, in a vending machine that said out of order. Broken. Broken. That's why I understand how important it is to have excellence in the house. But here, the truth of the matter is, it costs money to have excellence. So why would God want to prosper you as a believer? So that you can be a part of helping excellence to be accomplished in the house of God. You become a part of making the house of God excellent because you bring in the resources, you bring in the money so that we can have the best, do the best, be the best, show the best. And by virtue of that fact, it attracts even more money. There it is. Read the book. Read the book. That's what happened in 1 Kings chapter 10, right? Am I reading that right? 10. Verses 1 through 10. She was so awestruck by the, by the level of excellence that she was prompted to give. I had one time a lady came to the church. You get something out of this, everybody cool? I had a lady come to the church and she was all excited about the church and she was just raving about this and that. She says, I really want to talk to you. And she cornered me somewhere in the lobby, whatever. And I thought, oh, wow, this is really cool. You know, she's really digging the word. She loves the word, you know. I'm like, I could just feel it. It's got to be the word. She comes, she says, Pastor, I just, I just, I'm sorry, I love this church. Everybody's so friendly. She says, and all these things. She says, but the most, 
you know, and I'm thinking, okay, here it comes. She loves the word, right? Most, I think she loves the word. She said, the thing that really impressed us the most when we walked in this church got to be the word. She says, we, when we walked into the bathroom, she said, the bathroom was so clean and it was sparkling and it smelled clean and it looked clean. And my heart sunk. I thought, that's what attracted you to the church was the bathroom? I thought for sure it was my preaching. I thought it was the word. Am I hearing correctly? She said, no, you don't understand. She said, the church that we came from, you know, the, the, ch- the bathroom was dirty. It was unkempt. It wasn't clean. The things didn't work and windows were broken and the walls were marked up. Nobody ever did. Everyone just, well, you know, one of the things that I learned a long time ago is that once, if, if you leave something out of order for like, say, I forget what the amount of time is. I think seven days. Eight, I don't remember what the, the amount of time, but after a, a little bit of time, it becomes normal to you. Like right now, you see, like you're thinking of your kitchen counter. Your kitchen counter hasn't been cleaned. You didn't clean it for a week or two or three. And now that becomes normal. You just come, oh, that's normal. In your world, maybe that is normal, but that, that, you know, that's not the way it should be. It should be presentable and clean and neat and organized. Don't get condemned. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Excellence attracts money. It attracts success. My father used to have a saying that money follows money. Well, we got the word. We see what happened with the Queen of Sheba. She was so awestruck by what she saw in the house. So why would God want to prosper you so that you could prosper the church so that the church can continue to achieve and to maintain a spirit of excellence in the things. That's why, you know, it takes money to buy screens. It takes money to do all this technology. It takes money to buy carpeting and chairs. It doesn't happen by free or by accident, for free or by accident. It costs money. So why would God want to prosper you so that you in turn can prosper the church? So that the church can maintain a level of excellence. And with that level of excellence, we can have folks out there be awestruck by what we're doing in the kingdom of God. Because most people think, especially around here in the upper, in the northeast, people think of church, poor, poverty. What can I learn? What is the church going to do for me? Because it's just about poverty. Well, if that's what you came here thinking, you're in the right place because we do not, your thinking is wrong, but you're in the right place. Because we are about teaching people to prosper and abounded to do well because that's what the word of God is teaching. Can I get a better amen? All right, let me finish. Let me just finish. I just have four quick things and we'll get out of here. Why else would God want to prosper you? Because according to the word of God, God gets pleasure in the prosperity of his children. When his children prosper, God is glorified. Let me give you the verse. Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, let the Lord be, and this is what you're supposed to say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God gets joy out of you prospering. How many parents do I have here? You have children, grandchildren? Put your hand up. You tell me if this is not true. You get more joy out of blessing your children than blessing yourself. I know it. That's why I never got married and had children. I like blessing myself. I'm only kidding. But every parent here will 
will admit that you get greater joy when your kids get blessed, when your kids have achievements and success. I read the letters when Johnny gets accepted to the big school or gets the, you know, gets the, uh, what do you call it, the, the grant or the, the scholarship or whatever it be. I read the letters. You, you practically knock me over in the hall. Guess what? Guess what? Johnny got accepted and he got a full scholarship. You, you would think that he just won a million dollar lottery. Why? Because you are overjoyed when your children. Why? Because it brings you great pleasure to see your children. Well, do you think that you thought that up all by yourself? Do you think that was your idea? That's God's idea because God is the heavenly father. And when you get blessed, he gets blessed. When you succeed, God takes great pleasure in your success and in your prosperity. So you're supposed to say this continually. Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Thank you, God. Just lay it on me. Amen. Can I get a better amen than that? Amen. All right. Three quick ones. We'll be out of here. Number seven. Why would God want to prosper Christians? Because we obey and serve him. According to Job 36, 11, if they obey and serve him, ready? If they obey and serve him, that's why I as a pastor labor in trying to get people to obey the word, just do the word, work the word, live the word. If the word tells you to do something, do it. Why? Because it pays wonderful benefits. But some of you are still working with that corrupted wisdom of the world that you've heard me talk about. You're still doing it the same old way you always did it. You don't want to change and that's why nothing ever changes. That's why you just keep going around the same thing over and over and over again. It never changes because you will not change. It says simply obey him, serve him. Now listen to what it says. If you obey him, if you serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. God wants you to live and enjoy this life. But he says, first, you've got to learn to obey me and serve me. Amen. Some of you need to get better about serving God. You're serving yourself, but you're not serving God. Do something in the kingdom. Do something to spread the gospel. Help somebody else. Obey the word. Wherever the word teaches you to do something, do it. Do it. Because it pays unbelievable dividends. Amen. I can attest to it. I'm proof of it. And I will live to my dying day to declare this message because I know it works. All right. Number eight. Why would God want to prosper you? Two more. We're done. This and one more. Because we love him. Just because you plain old love God. Proverbs 8, 20 and 21. I traverse the way of the righteous. Cuts right in. In the midst of the paths of justice, God just shows up in your walk with him. That, and, that, and that really speaks of bringing you favor, bringing you blessing. God gets involved with you. Verse 21, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. What? What? That I may cause... Those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. God wants to, God wants to bless me that big because I plain old love him. Yeah, when you love him with all of your heart 
and your soul and your mind like the Bible says. And you're not just playing a little game with God. But when you're passionate and you see if if you love him, you're going to obey him. If you love him, you're going to do what he says. Not just do the parts that you want to do or are easy to do, but you're going to do what he says because you, everything that I have done and do to this day, I do it because I love God. I love God. That's why I do it. I forgive because I love God. I give because I love God. I tithe because I love God. I help others because I love God. Because this is what God has required of my life. If you obey and serve him, you will live your days in prosperity and your years in abundance and wealth. If you obey and serve him, you'll live in pleasures. If you obey and serve him and love him, God's going to cause wealth to come into your life and fill your treasuries. Not just trickle it in, but fill it. Fill your treasuries. Number nine, and we're finished. Why would God want to prosper you as a Christian? Because we purpose to be people of integrity. I should probably stop right there and pick up next week because we need to talk about integrity. Proverbs, I'm sorry, Psalms 84, 11 says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. That means you can't be a cheater. You can't be a liar. You can't steal. You can't do things that are underhanded and lack integrity as a believer. You can't borrow money and not pay it back. You can't do funny things with money if you work for somebody. Don't even take a pencil because it doesn't belong to you. Not even a rubber band. It does not belong to you. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> if you purpose to walk uprightly, God says there's no good thing that he will withhold from you. All these years as a man of God, I've seen a lot of guys, you know, that started out with me, but they lacked integrity. They lacked certain things that were necessary in ministry, and they all fell to the side. I purposed, I purposed more than anything to be a man of integrity. I don't say I'm going to pay you back. Well, first of all, I don't borrow money. I don't lend money because I hate the way it makes me feel. And and I found out that most of the time when you lend money, you don't get it back. How many people could say amen? Amen. Most of the time people borrow money from you, you have to chase them to get paid back. I mean, maybe eventually they'll pay you, but sometimes they don't. I hate the way it makes me feel. I hate the way it, you know, gets in in between relationships, so I just don't lend money. So don't ever ask me for money. If I'm prompted by the Lord to give, and I don't feel prompted to give anybody here today, so don't worry about it. If I feel prompted to give, I give according to the way the Holy Spirit leads me and guides me. But you've got to be a person of integrity. You can't lie, cheat, make yourself try to look like something you're not. Put on, you know, like my mother used to say, throw your chest out, you know, this kind of thing. You can't, you can't, you can't live like that. You've got to be a person of integrity and humility. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors